going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. The bar. Yes, yes, yes. And um, I mean, sorry for the delay in the episode. I mean, we had a, we, me, had a very rough weekend. Couldn't uh, deliver the episodes for you guys at the normal time. But we're still here. Final day of the season. Um, it's either, it was either a sad day for you, a normal day, a joyful day, or a day of nothing from you. I mean, where, where would you place your day, Press? What kind of day was it? <laughs> it was between a, no, a, a joyful day and a normal day, innit? Yeah, a, I would say yeah, a, bit, a, bit, a bit of a a joyful slash indifferent day. Yeah, yeah, I see. Hey, a number one. <laughs> so, so, what about you, man? Man, sad day or joyful as well? It was calm, man. Like we had nothing mm. to play for on the day, so man, yeah, it was calm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. They are continuing, man. These Sounds Arsenal boys. Right. They, they, Let, let's keep it. Let's keep it. They are very wrong and strong. <laughs> Cover-based merchants, man. <laughs> Alright man, um, I mean the Premier League season finally reaches Zenith, uh, joining me, like you heard, Press, Toast, yep. Kenna laughing there, um, and Jake, how we doing? What's good man? What's Out here bro. Out here. I mean, let's get straight with the shits man, um, and let's start with with one of the most exciting title races I can remember to be honest, um, the title race of 2021-2022. Um, I mean, beginning of the season, it was tipped that four teams were going for it. United showed early doors that they lacked the minerals. Liverpool dropped points where it shouldn't, and it seemed to be a Chelsea v City shootout, which lasted for about a month. Come December, January, it looked like City were going to run away with it as Chelsea slipped, and Liverpool tries to close the 14-point gap with two games in hand. Um, City started dropping points, Liverpool kept winning, and the title race between the two was once again until the final moment of game week 38. Kenna, I mean, our quadruple beam dreams was not to be, man. Um, I, to be honest, I thank the Lord that I did not watch the games. I was not able to watch the games because I would have been stressed as F, but not watching the game, was I was, I was a little bit more calm with the result afterwards. But if you watched the Villa game or if you had it on the side, man, how did they give up 2-0 at the Hetia? Because I was baffed. Now, to be honest, from my side, I didn't watch the Villa game. So I was at um, a pub in Liverpool and all screens were just the Liverpool game. And um, we obviously went 1-0 down from our side. And there was like a you know, cold silence in the whole pub. Like it was, you could hear a pin drop. It was early, in it? <laughs> early, three minutes, I think it was. There was a pin drop. But then everyone was like, okay, if you're going to concede, concede early doors, in it? Give mm. us as much time as possible. And then the way we were going, it was inevitable we, we'd do our job. But I think loads of people, especially me, I was just tracking the City game more than anything on my phone. <laughs> and Because it's not in your hands, in it? So you need to see what's going in there first before... <laughs> yeah, even if you win, it's irrelevant. If exactly. You win as well. Exactly. Um, so then they went 1-0 down and I was the first one to shout in the pub and the pub exploded. These times, I think we were still 1-0 down at this point. <laughs> the pub exploded. And they're like, what? And then these times you could see in the ground as well at Anfield, they shown it like everyone's like, yes, come on, come on. Then um, I think we scored. Then at halftime, it was City 1-0 down and we're 1-1, if I'm not wrong. Um, and then second half, out of nowhere, same again, someone just goes, Coutinho scored. 
and it exploded again. But then I sat down quickly and I went, this isn't over. And then <laughs> it, went on, it went on, it went on. Like the Liverpool game, just from our point of view, it was we were knocking on the door. We were, we were eventually going to break them down. So more than anything, again, I think people were more paying attention to the to the City game. And then as soon as that first goal went in, I think it was the back Rodri? Was it yeah. Rodri? No, 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 no. It was... Gundogan. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. I turned around to my friend. I went, these guys are going to turn it around. Fuck, man. And I said it. And almost... Do you know when sometimes you say, get through the next five minutes? That's what you need, just to shut down the, the doors and but lock bro, it. how can you keep them on nil for like 75 minutes and then give it away like this? Man, that's... No. Yeah, I saw the last goal, man. That one. Oh, the, and, and Luis as well. Second goal. No, the second goal was the one that annoyed me the most because they were showing the highlights on the TV. And it, yeah, keep like, them. They showed me my post header. I was like, ah, oh, fair dues. Okay. Then the second goal of where it went through bodies and I just turned around and went, bro. Yeah, man, that, was, that, was, that was mad from the goal, <laughs> to be honest. That was very mad. There was no way they were going to hold on for, what is it, 12 minutes plus whatever extra time. But then, if you look at the third goal, yeah, when I saw the third goal for the first time, I was so upset. First of all, Minx, what are you doing? Second of all, Luis, break your neck to get that ball. Obviously, Kevin De Bruyne wanted it so much more, but he had no right to get to that ball before Luis. That was a mess. Calm. That's that's calm. That's calm. Donny still has 120 things to do. He still manages to get it through like three or four defenders across the goal, man. It's basically the tapping from the bruv, like <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you about that cross though, man, because it's very it's very KDB, but at the same time the moment that he done it is Brother. Just, Yeah. The yeah, weight clutch, man. Clutch. The weight the weight on it as well was it just was perfect. I thought I, I thought like um he saw Gundogan before Gundogan even knew he had to be there, man. Oh, no. That's all <laughs> it, it was those crosses, you know, the not crossing Shalan per se, but I'm gonna cross it. You just just make sure you're there, Just innit? make sure you're there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one of those. But it was that first goal that hurt me the most because as soon as that first goal went in, it's long, bro. plenty of time to score. And I was like, it's impossible for these men to hold out for that. Bro, long. and even even if you saw like the interviews afterwards, yeah, the CE Donnies were saying they did not believe. They did not believe when the 2-0 went in. They thought it was done. But um, do you know that there's one thing, I, I don't know if you felt it, the other boys, of, um, in the pub especially, we were saying um, we almost need to go ahead before they score, if that makes sense. Because I don't mm. know if any of you have ever been to the Etihad. City the fans, pressure, are very, they're, they're nervous fans. They they don't believe. They almost need the team to believe before yeah. they believe. One of my boys was telling me that as well. If we were two one up, then yeah. they don't think City would have come back. But exactly, so but in the same breath, in the same breath, they were two 0 down. All you can do is focus on on, on turning that two two down around. So. I, I I didn't back them to do it, man. If I'm honest, especially where they don't even this season have any sort of track record of actually coming back in games. It's usually if they yeah, go like down. the character in it. This is one of the yeah. first time I've seen them like do what they did, man. Like yeah, yeah, they, they yeah they had to do it. Stay staying with you actually, press because obviously mm-hmm. you you were the one that that um claimed or accused me of saying that quadruple trebles light what was you thinking at 2-0 <laughs> <laughs> now i was thinking 
the first thing I was like, Pep, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done, Pep? Because if you take it back to, like you mentioned earlier in the in the episode, how big a lead that they actually had points wise, mm. for that for it to come down to the last day again is questionable. It's a bottle. It's a bottle. Exactly, exactly. Uh, it's questionable in itself, but then to 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 almost throw it away, yeah, um, at two 0 and especially with kind of the thing in the back of my mind where. I don't back them to come back from that position as well. So mm. I was just like mad. Yeah, yeah. They, they might have fluffed their lines here. Happy Sleepy G Day, man. Like you said, man. <laughs> let, let, let me stick with you again, Press, uh, Toast, because obviously um, you, man, did not rate the LFC thing from the get-go um, mm. and predicted that City to claim the league. So obviously you were right. Um, but what have you made of City's campaign this time round? Because for me, I feel like they've been very lucky to win the league this this time right even though they had that gap i still think they've been very lucky to collect the league how, how, how are you guys seeing it um i don't know i don't know if lucky is the word my man i'm not gonna lie bro um obviously finished the league with 93 points 29 victories um i think just the nature of the slippage over the last couple of months where about three or four months ago we thought it was done and obviously Liverpool have just clawed back all of these points um, the fact that it got so close baffled me, but you can make a, a case that they actually won it back in, was it Jan, Feb, when they had the gap, you know, because at, at the end of the day, Liverpool had to do all the chasing, really. And and I don't think Liverpool ever went um, back to the top, top, to the top now of the league for, for more than a couple of hours, maybe, or, well... No, nah, we all. haven't. We haven't. We've just been chasing, man. They, they even said that like, United mm, has been first longer than us. That's it. <laughs> no, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> there, well, there, there you go, man. Like, yeah. It's one of those ones where you just got to get it done, man. But um, mm. for me, like, I definitely feel as if Liverpool missed the trick, man, in that Tottenham game, which, I, which I, I'm sure we can get into because I mm-hmm. kind of felt like it was going to be a, whoever, the, whoever doesn't drop points the rest of the way with, like, I think it was like six or seven games to go. You win mm-hmm. all your games, you win the league. So I fully expected Liverpool to win all of their games. I fully expected to see. Points was going to get dropped, man. Games. Do you Points think so? was going to get. Yeah, I, 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 said I, it. Didn't, I didn't see it from Liverpool's side. Honestly. I, I didn't, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, like, like respect. Oh, but we had the harder running. So you saw it from City's side. I, brother, they dropped they drop points against, was it West Ham? West Ham. Right? Which, 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 which most of us expected. Yeah, I think I I, 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 mm. I didn't. I, I said like that. I said like if you looked at the list it, of the teams that they were me. playing, we said Wolves yeah. or Wolves West Ham away would be yeah. would be the bookie game but for them. You, you, for me, I felt that City had the potential to drop points more than Liverpool did. Fair. I on, did man. not mm. see Liverpool. You had the harder running. You but did. We had United. Look at, look at, you guys look at, did. Look this. at the course of your season, though, and look at the look at the games where you've picked up points where you weren't expected to. Is that inevitableness in it? I hear yeah. it from that side. No, but, but, but City were top of the league, so they were and with an easier running. I think everyone expected us. That obviously the Spurs one, and I think yeah, United another one where. They were tough. Whatever you think, United's still a derby. However shit they are, it was still a derby. And if you if you had a choice, especially us, if we had the choice to pick our running or City's running, we're picking we'll take City's. <laughs> For me, I just I kind of looked back at like the 2018 2019 season. I like where I was it the last like ten or eleven games. Both you guys won. Yeah, won everything. Mm. I, I kind of kind of thought it'd go that way. So when I saw Liverpool drop points, I was like, man, this is mad. And it almost gave City license to drop points in a way. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. 
that's but, true. Because so, so then, it, it, so then for me, where we lost it because I remember prior to the City game, me and Kenneth were confident because that's when we were started shouting the "It's in our hands, it's in our hands." We need to do it at the Etihad, and I think when that game ended in a draw and it was officially only in City's hands, for me, that's where I kind of lost yeah. the belief because yeah. if things are not in your hands, you're not in control of your you destiny. You can't trust other teams to do exactly. That's where I lost it, to be honest. So there was definitely a chance, but uh, yeah, City, City eventually did not bottle it. Um, let me go to Jake. Sorry, sorry, Kenna, did you want to say? Yeah, sorry. I was just going to bounce back to Tosin of where he said um, it was the Spurs game that in the end cost us. And I know Stride said the same thing after it, that we bottled it there. To me, I think that's, that's all irrelevant because I'll always look back of where... We, we went on that um, game during Christmas. We drew to Spurs away when we got Robertson sent off. I think we were 1-0 up and then 2-1 up and then drew. We then lost to Leicester away. Oh, that we, game. Then we drew to, to Chelsea. 2-2. So that's where, and then even earlier on in the season, if you remember, we drew to Brentford away. We drew to Brighton. City. Like, Brighton being 2-0 up. Yeah. So we kind of have ourselves to blame, to be honest. And we lost but, to West Ham away. So they're, they're the games for me where I go, that's where you lose the title. You don't lose the title drawing to Spurs at home. At the but do you think, Kenna, yeah, this is what I was thinking. I was telling my boy this as well. Like, do you think, like, Liverpool missed the trick with Diaz? I think we should have just put the bread up in the summer. Because I 100%, feel like... 100%. 100%. That's, that's what Sheck does. The, the quality and depth at the, but, at the front was not there. But in, in the same breath, I'll, I'll always say... The Diaz, we kind of did miss a trick, but we didn't expect Firmino to be missing as much. Um, but it's yeah, but you have to cover your bases, man. And I think Klopp is realizing now that that's what needs to happen. Otherwise, it's long. But in the, in the same breath, I'd add Thiago not being fit because of of all those the first half those games that we drew in the first half of the season of where where is it Chelsea away, Leicester at home, Tottenham away, West Ham away, uh, Brighton at home. Thiago didn't play in any of them where we dropped points. You didn't, mm. and then in the back end, you're looking at the, the in 2022, the 19 games we played in 2022, we drew three games, which were City, Spurs, and Chelsea, and we won every other game, especially every game Thiago played. I think we yeah. drew City. Yeah, that, that, that's the trick in the end. But calm. Uh, uh, let's move on then, uh, Jake. Sorry, because uh, obviously you guys were also tipped for the yeah for the league, and you you, you kind of like played along until like I would say November, October. Um what, in your opinion, what needs to be done for Chelsea to close the gap um versus um yeah City and Liverpool? Um it's a great question. I think there's lots to be done. Um to be honest, I don't think we're gonna be closing the gap next season. I think if anything it widens the Hey Ted Bowley, brother. The, you know, I'm excited for him to come in. Like I think right now we're in a very like especially given all the uncertainty over the last couple of months, to hear that is pretty much over the line. Like, well, don't get me wrong; I'm not going to believe it until the dotted line is actually signed and it's done. But it is nice to have that little bit of hope from that bit. But at the end of the day, like we've got so much to do as a squad to mm. close a gap right now. Like I've maintained this for a while. At our peak, we can compete, but that's in individual games. We can get up for the individual games for the bigger games but we can't we're not nearly consistent enough and I think obviously there's the recruitment side of it like we've got to replace our entire defense almost 
And then we've also got to solve our problem up front where we can't really finish our chances. So <laughs> there's, saw, there's a lot to be done, to say the least. To say I saw least. Um, AC, AC Milan um, trying to trying to give uh, Tomori a new contract quickly before Chelsea comes. Good on him. <laughs> good on good on him. Like that. How we let Tomori go? Though. Nothing to do with Tuchel. Facts. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's not too like Tuchel wasn't in before. I think Tuchel came in some like two days after Tomori when that is on Lampard not playing him, and we still haven't had a reason as to why he didn't play him because his first season he was brilliant. Like I think our best centre back partnership by like clean sheets and win percentage was him and Zuma. So not mm. saying they were going to continue that with Thiago Silva coming in, but why he just got suddenly benched, we don't know. Especially given like I think. For AC this year, he had the most minutes outfield in the league this year. Like, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's finally got his call up from Southgate now. That's months overdue. Shout out him, man. Shout out AC Milan as well. Back, 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 back in. Yeah, I think I saw Giroud now. Ever since he turned thirty, he's won seven major titles. <laughs> Just like man is aging like a fine hey, wine. We need to have like that Giroud goat conversation, man. bro. <laughs> I said it. You man, you man will rubbish me, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, to to bring it back to Chelsea this summer, like I'm, they're now starting. I don't know if you like you boys seen, but the transfer rumours were are just flying. We'll, we'll, t- we'll touch on that later, Jake. We'll touch yeah. on that later. Yeah, but we'll it's, it's going to be a big summer for us. So, like I said, I don't think we're going to close the gap. To yeah, be honest with you. All right, fair enough. Um, let's move on then to the race of the top four, uh, because I think I remember that many at the start of the season predicted Liverpool to occupy that fourth spot. But eventually ended up being a four-way battle between United, Spurs, Arsenal, and West Ham. Uh, for a long time, it seemed that neither clubs wanted any part of this festival of inconsistent performance performances, points dropped, uh, disaster classes. But it was that one team that did that less off, of course, um, and that was Arsenal. Um, until a certain Conte arrived and needed and needed around five to six games to really drum home what his thing is really about. So, toast. I mean, at a crucial point in the season with 10 games to go and still a few games on hand, again, against your direct ops, is it fair to say now, now that everything is done and dusted, that fourth was bottled from your side? Um, Man, I'm always going to maintain that fourth was bottled um, on Monday night at St. James <laughs> Park, man. Like, because at, at the end of the day, uh, I've maintained that we um, there was three games to go. Obviously, we had Tottenham to play, we had Everton to play, we had Newcastle to play. I never liked that Tottenham fixture. I always knew there was a chance we could lose. However, I didn't think we would lose in the manner in which we lost. Unfortunately, two reserve players let us down, and we capitulated at the lane, which left us having to win both games to to get top four and. Surprise, surprise, we were unable to do it, man. Um, I, have to give, I have to give credit to, to to Tottenham. I have to give credit to Conte. A lot of people said it when he first arrived that Tottenham have a great chance of getting top four now. I felt like Arsenal just needed to really focus on ourselves and what we were doing or our, our one game a week, as, as you guys love to remind me. And unfortunately, we, we weren't good enough. Like we have to give out are, you, are you disappointed that, that the back-to-back-to-back L's against like teams that you really should be winning like you said Southampton you played well but it was an L and just, I think the other two games as well like I think that may be also a point where you lost it kind of even though you were still ahead after those games but I'm um, man like I think I think for me just 
the the Arteta man, Arteta has been unable to impose his will on a, on this team in a consistent basis. Like you see the way Conte has come in, and you see the way Tottenham have been performing relatively consistently, more or less the whole time he's been there. Us, meanwhile, it's one good run, one bad one, one good run, one bad run, one big game, bad defeat. Like there's just there's no man straight line for me i just have to i have to keep going back to the newcastle game because for me and i've I've, I've just been going over it in my head for literally for a whole week now (laughs) like all the chips on the table every training session you've done all season building an identity getting the fans back on your side everything you've worked for all season all the chips on the table money on the line and we put our worst performance of the season in that game i'm sorry worse than brentford opening day Worse than Chelsea at home. Worse than City. I'm oh, man, honestly, worse than Everton away. I'm sorry, that was the worst performance I have ever seen Arsenal play in 24 years of supporting this club. Honestly, like my oh, earliest memory. Jesus Christ. My, oh, no, I'm sorry. My earliest memory. <laughs> Jesus lad, Christ. My earliest memory of Arsenal Newcastle 1998 FA Cup final. Anelka and Overmars <laughs> scored. Shearer missed the penalty. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was six years old. I have never seen Arsenal get worked by Newcastle FC since 1998, the way we got worked on Monday night. It did not make any sense. Like Arsenal have an exemplary record against that team. I think other than Everton, Newcastle is the only team that we does we don't have a worse we have a, a worse record against. And we absolutely shit the bed. I'm sorry, there's two games to go. Win out and you get Champions League. This is everything you've worked for all season and you couldn't get it done. At the end of the day, if you, 10 games, five games, nine point gap with a game in hand, man, like, like, man, I maintained all season that games in hand are not points on the boards and we showed it, man, in the worst possible way with everything on the line, man. It's honestly the most disappointing season as an Arsenal but, fan I've but had. To- but Toast, don't you think, like, I know you say it's not until, what, the last... Or the Tottenham game that you say, you know, the, the battle was lost. But, bro, if you look at the, the Crystal Palace game, the Brighton game, the Southampton game, can you not draw, just like the Liverpool man have done, they've looked at the course of the season at key games in which um, basically writ, wrote the story for, for their yeah. title race. Right. So, now, you know what? That as well. Do you know the Southampton game? Southampton have won one game in 13 and that was against Arsenal. Man, man. You know what? I would have I would have accepted that, right, if we hadn't followed those games up with an away win at Stamford Bridge, an away win at West Ham, and um, Sandwich with a, a home win against United. Those were basically three games we were expected to drop points. And then the previous three, Brighton, Palace, Southampton, were games that we were probably expected to win. So for me, well, it was just equilibrium. It just balanced out, really. But if you think about it, you pick up three in the those above, the Palace, Brighton and Southampton, and then you take draws, even one, two draws from those games and you and, uh, and a dub. league. Yeah. That's the storyline in, in my head of you win the, you win the games which you should win, then don't lose the other games. Take scrappy draws and you're in the Champions League. Yeah, I think I'm leaning more towards that. But at the same time, you can't get drummed by Newcastle in the way you man did. Like, that's it, it the, is, the, big, the biggest game of your, your season. And you, it didn't look anywhere close 
to, to what it needed to be in terms of the level of performance, man. And, and even if you take it back, do you know, to the start of the season, that three games losing run, Brentford, Chelsea and mm, City. City. It's margins that, that are missing out on the daftest of margins. <laughs> For real. Um, any, anything else, Toast? Man. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, like, I need. You can leave I need Arteta out afterwards. immediately because I, I and I tried to be as level-headed as, as I could earlier on in the season, and I said, you know what? We, I'm not gonna get too high. I'm not gonna get too low. We can't have shocking performances one week and then a really good performance the next week, and then I, I don't give him equal credit and equal blame. But the season has come to an end now. I'm looking at us with two games left win two games, get top four against two much lesser sides. We weren't able to do that. Arteta has to go. Tavares has to go. Shaka has to go. Arteta has to go. Has to Man. go. Man, holding. Oh, my God. If I see holding on road, bro, like, honestly, the, the anger in my heart. <laughs> after bro, that, bro. That, Bro, save this for the review later. later man, all right, man. Hey. <laughs> Jake, um, let's go to Spurs, man, and Conte. Um, I mean, how much credit are we giving him for getting it over the line eventually? Because I remember when he first started, it was a bit, you get me, the players were not feeling, not not, not feeling him, but it wasn't working. And Conte many a times was ready to give up after two, three games. We remember <laughs> them interviews, man. Um, were they eventually helped by Arsenal, who lacked the minerals in the end? Or is this all a Conte masterclass? Uh, it's Conte masterclass. Like, he he changed that club. Him being there, like I I said it when it first came in. He's going to change that club. He it's just a mentality thing with him. Like he drills them into submission, and like he, he started off actually quite all right. Like the Athletic wrote an article on him. I think his first eight games he had like six wins, one draw, and one loss, and then it had a mini collapse in like December and January. Like say where it was just after every game, it's like yeah, these players are all shit. I'm not. I'm better than a top four race, but I think that was almost like the Mourinho esque mind game he's playing in the public to say to these players like, "You've got to have some bottle here. You've got to put in the work. You've got to be the one that demands the hire of yourself. I can put in stuff in place, but if you don't do it, I can't do anything with you." And they all reacted like Harry Kane. I think what did he have? One goal and one assist when Conte came in. He ended up with sixteen and nine. Son won the Golden Boot. Like. You look at players like Eric Dyer and Ben Davies, they were better than they've ever have been in the Premier League. I think you could easily argue that. Someone like Sesson Young, who has had all this talent, we've never seen him put it on the pitch. He then looked really good towards the end of the season. Hoiberg and Ben Tancor, that looked like a fantastic centre-back partnership. Romero, I know obviously Nuno signed him, but Carragher's calling him one of the signings of the season. Like This is all Conte's work. He took these players who were shit under Nuno. I think Calvin Strider would have even worse words than I could. And he turned them into... It Arsenal collapsed, though. It did. Time. But you got to think, like, that's the difference between Conte. Like, I think Tosi's yeah. hinting there that Arteta agree. doesn't have that. But Conte does. And he I gave agree. his players that. Whereas mm-hmm. Arteta couldn't. And, and yeah. Yeah, that's, I, that's all I have to say. You, you know what? I actually want to jump on that point, um, Jake, because you know what's so funny? Like, I remember after we lost the derby, I don't know if any of you guys kind of watched the, the, the couple of minutes after full time. The Spurs players, yeah, sure, they won the derby, but they were celebrating like they had got top four. Like, 
Mm. Like there was like a, there was some sort of like mentality shift there where they were like, okay, lads, we've got top four now. Almost as if they knew Arsenal bro, were going to. Next game it. is Norwich, bro. Oh, what? who did they play next? Burnley. They, they had Burnley, oh, yeah. who Burnley, knew yeah. they. Were, I mean, if the was collected there, they were was... collecting. Yeah. They knew. They they almost as if they knew, and that's what makes me sick. But <laughs> credit 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 to Tottenham, man. Like yeah. at the end of the day, um, they thought Sessegnon was in the graveyard. He's he's put four of his best Premier League performances ever in the last four games. Um, Doherty before he got injured a couple of months ago played brilliantly. That then even spurred on Emerson to start playing well. Like, so it's not even just the, the main shooters. Like, from top to bottom, the team improved and got the job done. So you have to give them credit. Yeah, yeah, you know, I sure. think as well, like, I just wanted to say one final thing on them, is that in the bigger games, it wasn't just the fact they were decimating the Norwiches and the Burnleys. In the bigger games they turned up, they beat City home and away. Against Liverpool, they put in two good performances. Chelsea, they we beat them both times, humble brag. But we caught them in January month where Conte was just screaming for signings and you could <laughs> tell that team wasn't in form. But in the bigger games, they turned up as well. And I think that gives you so much confidence. Like Instead of, and let's compare it to Arsenal, Arsenal getting battered in the bigger games or putting up good performances that we really think should do well. Remember that episode? That was funny with the City game. Oh, Bryce, that's a good one. Oh, God. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Spurs actually put in those performances that give you the confidence to go, well, let, if we can get a one-all draw away at Anfield and actually playing pretty decently, Norwich aren't going to be a factor. Burnley aren't going to be a factor. When we play that Arsenal game, we know in the this big game in a Spurs atmosphere that was very, very loud in that stadium for that NLD, they can cope. The, the yeah. pressure is with them, not on them. So, yeah, I give it all to Conte. Like, I think Spurs announced today they're going to have 150 million in released funds to spend this summer. Like, yeah, I looked at that. The Spurs fans were all happy, but I was like, yeah, you're competing with bare teams. Can Liverpool then, start on Charmaine? Like, who they're going to get? That's going to. Yeah, I, I, I think, I like, I think they overtake us for third as of right now. Yeah. But Who? I just Chelsea? don't. Uh, like, you think about oh, it, only three points. First, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not first. No, I don't think they did child challenge. Like, they haven't got enough over, mm. the, over the whole pitch. Like, if you're relying on Ben Davies still for 38 games. Bro, I'm not relying on Ben Davies. I'm looking at their manager, man. You can, <laughs> you can get, get them out. You can get it, get it out of them. <laughs> so, but yeah. That, like I said, I think they jump over. But it, it, to summarize, it is all Conte. Yeah. Are you, are you not rating Tuchel's thing on that? No, I'm just saying that we have too much to rebuild. I, I rate Tuchel as a manager, and if we de- get that, it wouldn't surprise me. But I think, as of right now, the amount of work that Chelsea have to do just to maintain what we already have this summer compared to what Spurs can do, where they can theoretically improve, I think they have a cleaner path. I think that's Is- fair. Yeah, yeah, same. And I think it's mad because I think it could have been avoided for Chelsea. This could have been, it didn't, it didn't have to be this bad where you're looking at several positions on in your team that need improving or strengthening. I think it's a case of where Marina, the director of football, she really likes to play the like, leave it to the last minute game. Mm. She doesn't want to be the one to blink. And with the ownership scandal and the sanctions... She was always going to lose it as soon as that happened, but mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. Like that's 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 bad squad planning where you've got players like 
I know Ken doesn't ring, but say Mark Guehi, like he could be an easy step up into this squad now, whereas instead we've got Malang Sar, which shakes me to my core. I heard Kulubali and, and, and another, another, someone else. Kunde, Kunde. Uh, Kunde, Kunde, yeah. Kunde is the main one, but um, we'll see. We'll see. This Chelsea fall down is crazy. My God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's move on, man. Let's move on. Um, To my good friend, Keeks Press. How do you do, fella? All right, mate. It's on chirpy. It's on chirpy. It's on chirpy there, aren't you? Yeah, I raised my voice a little bit for you, mate. <laughs> because, um... Summer, it was a bit, it was a bit tense between the Liverpool and the United camp. A lot was mm. said. Um, I think there was a bit of, I don't know what to call it, kind of like annoyance from the United camp. Mm. Thinking a lot of money that, on the table, a lot of money put on the table, a lot of money as well. That why, why are these men so confident about the the next season? Why, why? A lot was said. Press didn't mm. think um, Liverpool will end up above United. Press didn't even think that you know we would be um, in for a title challenge as such. Press thought United had a better squad. Um, let's not start with Char. He's not here, so we 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 we, we respectfully angle our our um, attention to Press. I'm not respectful. He didn't believe would challenge as well. He thought we they would be clear of us, so yeah, he's in the same bracket. He's, he's in the same bracket, isn't it? yeah, for sure. He's even probably worse even than Press, to be honest. But I mean, um, yeah, they just thought that we just had the audacity to believe to believe in our in our wave, so to speak. Um, so then, Press, after being nowhere near the top three early doors, um, are you in the end? Is there like a disappointment factor to miss out on one champs? But not just that, to finish below Spurs. Not just that, to finish below Arsenal. Yeah, man. I mean, my disappointment has... It, it's been a long time it's had it's had to fester. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like I've said, and I've maintained my stance for, for quite some time, and I haven't been shameless about it as much as people have been saying, you know, oh, I'm, I'm avoiding... You know the, the the confrontation. I'm a, I'm avoiding the this and that. Come back into the race. If I'm honest <laughs> with you, running from the grind, man. Running from the grind. All of them things. There. <laughs> like, if I'm honest with you, like, once I clocked that this season wasn't go, gonna go the way I thought it was gonna go, I was pretty, you know, clear that this United team have nothing to offer and top four or any sort of challenging for Champions League or anything like that. As soon as it became clear when, that we... When, when, when did that, when did that... So let's say, when did not challenging for the for the title came clear to you? And then when <laughs> did not challenging for top four became clear to you? At what okay. point? Okay, so for the top four one, it was after the... um, Let's say the Everton L. That, that the we took... No, we didn't. We didn't lose five, five nil. nil to Everton. <laughs> that, we we lost. No, no, no. To us, w- w- did that not start any for, for top four? No, no, no. Because the the rest of the teams that were in in the the fight for it as well were slipping up. They were doing well. so, themselves. So at that point, I didn't think top four was out of reach. But when I saw the performance that we put in against um, Everton, 
Um, and then how did that game end? Was it one 0 to Everton? One 0 Everton away. Yeah. To be honest, it was even the game before that against Leicester that we drew. Um, I think we were in Spain. Um, was that the Spain? Drew, oh. drew when yeah, that was yeah, going yeah, I remember on. that. And, yeah, you was finished, man. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you saw how disinterested I was in anything that was really going on in that game because from there, the home game, it was a home game uh, against Leicester and they were playing us off the park uh, with confidence and with comfortability. And watching that game, I just thought, these guys don't want it. These guys, for them, this their season's already over, if anything. Mm. Um, and there was no spirit and then they followed up that performance with Everton and I just looked at these guys like first of all they're not playing for Ragnick um, Ragnick I'm, I'm not going to put any sort of blame or um, criticism on him too tough because really and truly as I said in previous episodes I didn't expect him to to be able to implement his he was brought into to steady the ship fair enough and was probably brought into to, to um, get top four if possible but from me, my expectation was that he wasn't going to get, you know, the um, the opportunity to proper implement any sort of style on this team. Mm. Um, so, yeah, for me, that at, at that the the Leicester draw um, in April was when the top four race was was done for me. And even at that point, there were still te- there were still teams fucking up. There were still teams dropping points. Tottenham, um, Arsenal. Mathematically, it was very possible. It was very, very point. possible. But like just looking at the team and, and what they were doing, as in just from a performance perspective, the, the writing was on the wall. Yeah, the writing was on the wall for, for top four. And the, the other teams around us, even though they were dropping points, they were showing more way more than we were. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was when the the, the top four went. Um, in terms of the <laughs> the title itself, boy, um, man, it that must have been early. That was early, early doors, man. That was <laughs> man. That could have been when we dropped points against uh, Everton at home, which was in like October or something. When um, what's his name? Uh, the the mixed race Donny. Um, no, the the winger, um, Andrew Townsend. No, Andrew Townsend. Townsend. When he 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 bagged and he did the sue. Oh, that yeah, was yeah. when I was like, yeah, <laughs> we're not rated in this thing, man. Let's just focus <laughs> on. Let's just focus on other things now. <laughs> what press? You know, just just like let's let's remove like the jokes and you know it's the summer talks because obviously mm-hmm. it has to happen regardless. So, uh, but obviously, like last season, you finished second. Um, Mm-hmm. For me, like Ed Shalom said it as well, that I I didn't think like he was the second best team, but then again, who was? So you probably deserve to be second at that time, but I didn't feel like I didn't feel like your play um, was good in, like was good enough like on on the pitch. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was very much um, um, a yeah. false position, huh? A false, a false position. position, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But it's, it was still like character wise for, for them for in most games for them to come back from a poor first half and then to win the game in the second half, there is some sort of character and um, so, so some some sort of, you know, a, a good uh, a good thing that, that that was there for United. You brought, mm-hmm. or you, you bought Sancho, Ronaldo, um, Varane. Um, so even at that point, you guys were extra gassed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, man. It's just the it's way gone. it's played out, man. I, for me, yeah, I would be, I'll be on the floor, brother. Because you can't mm. even blame injuries. You can't even mm. blame. 
I don't know. We sold our best players. You can't blame anything, bro. It's just like I mean, there were, there was a we had we've had three managers this season. I mean, that's probably something yeah, that you could but, look at. But I'm not. I'm and I've never used that as an excuse at any point mm. in this in uh, the course of this season. But I think generally speaking, just talking about my point of view as a fan coming into the season and building on um you know momentum and improvements from last season and the season before that so points totals increased um we were strengthening our team um you know it appeared that um teams around us probably weren't strengthening obviously with Liverpool uh, Liverpool as well they had um, several injuries in that season so they can draw upon that as you know reasons as to why they didn't perform as well as they would have hoped and they still finished what a couple of points behind us in the end in third so yeah man I think it was just having uh, a confidence in my team and seeing enough to to think that one thing that I will say, and you can check the tapes on this as well. <laughs> I said, Ole is not the man to take us to the promised land. And you can check the tapes that it I did say that with you. Your, your boy was, was putting up there, man. I, I, yeah, he, for, yeah, that's a different thing. You you can take that up with him when you... You're when you, when you like, <laughs> I said that Ole was not the man to take us to the promised land. I, and I used my word in quiet vaguely in the sense that I, I i thought that we would be in and around um the 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 title business challenge end. in and around come business end come come business end but that didn't even come to fruition either and it yeah. was it the season just fell well below my expectations um in in all senses and to even be in a position where we finished in a europa league spot i think is I mean, it's good, but in a, in a, in the same breath, I'm like, it's still disgraceful because, <laughs> yeah, that paid me, man. West Ham bottled it. <laughs> yeah, they bottled it, and the, the thing we didn't even, it wasn't even off our own back that we managed mm. to secure that spot um, <laughs> after the wo- woeful performance on the last day against Palace. So, I mean, do we de- do we even deserve a Europe Europa spot after this season? I mean, zero zero goal difference. 50 something goals conceded 50 something goals scored and it's like the season like is an embarrassment in in every 12 l's 12 l's i mean what less than less than 15 wins uh, i don't even know how however many draws 16 wins still was it 16 wins yeah. okay cool 10 draws. um yeah man and it's just it's just an abysmal season all around and um for me this is the this is the what we call ground zero in it Mm. So anything that happens next season has to be an improvement. Yeah. Facts. Um, all right, man, let's talk about, let's quickly talk about the relegation rhythm. Um, so confirmed there's Norwich that was relegated time ago. Watford as well. And then on last day of the season, Burnley leads bus case last minute. Um, Everton bus case against who did they, who did they beat? Uh, they beat Palace after going two 0 down. Yeah, that was a bus case against Palace, and obviously Southampton was they they did enough during the course of the season, man. The relegation battle was also very hot. As like the mm-hmm. top top four and everything. What what, what what do you guys make of that? Do, do you remember? I asked you, man, where are Burnley gonna pick up points? Yeah, you did. I asked you, man, bro. Yeah, you picked Leeds, innit? You picked Leeds to stay up, innit? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I thought they could, they could get something from somewhere. If you looked mm. at Burnley's run, my God, man. Good luck. Do you think that if they kept Sean Dyche, they would have stayed up? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's done it many times before. Michael Jackson had a had a good actually. He turned he had around. A good start, didn't he? Remember, yeah, he started really really well. He's actually the one who actually put them in the position to to to, to get out of it. So, yeah, I don't think so to be honest. Okay, he had he had like what couple wins on the bounce or something mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, he had um, three wins and one draw. At one point, it looked like they were going to be safe, and maybe that was the problem. But yeah, <laughs> nah, Burnley. It was their time, man. Like they've um. They've had their time in the Prem, but look at like going into those two fixtures, Leeds, I mean, yeah, I just knew they were going to come out with something. I looked at Leeds' starting lineup. They, they, I think they just had a bit more quality on the day mm-hmm. than, than Burnley, man. Burnley just cooked as, as a football team, absolutely cooked. Man. <laughs> so, yeah, congrats to Leeds. Would you mind take any players from the relegate, relegate, rele, relegated teams? There's Nick Pope, what, there's Max uh, or clubs or like that still Premier League standard for your clubs. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. You wouldn't take any of them. Max Nick Aaron's, Pope? James Tarkovsky. Oh. Aaron's has not done it at the Prem level. He looks great in the Championship. Then as soon as he comes up to the Prem, he looks Bang completely average. out. Yeah, Jake, that's he's true. one of the most overrated fullbacks in the Premier League. Was he the he, one that was like buying? We're after him. Yeah. Like people were saying that like crazy. I think. You could make arguments for like squad players at most, but mm. I wouldn't take them. I wouldn't sit there and be like, "Oh, Chelsea are signing James Tarkovsky, great!" Like it, <laughs> it would just be there. It would there's just no happen. Shot, there's no bright bright sparks or bright spots in any nah, of them. Teams not at all. Right? Like, it's not someone at like all. Dwight McNeil. Like Dwight, Dwight McNeil was yeah, rated for ages, and he got one assist this yeah. year. I think horrible. Mm. Like, and he's played every game. Yeah. Just, there's this left back at Watford though. I forgot his name. Messina, Pedro, Ayuso, or no, nah, not Joao Pedro. I I like him as well, to be honest. Nah, left back. That's a left back, a black don. But he scored a Kam- goal Kam- against Kamara. City. Kam- no, surely. Nah, not. he had a. Nah, surely not. He's a criminal. Nah, I say less then. Say less. Um, <laughs> let's move over to the season reviews then. Uh, let's start with Liverpool. Uh, Kenna. So obviously we've played every single game available to us this season. One more to go. Two domestic cups in the bag and a Champions League potentially on the horizon. Um, after missing out on the league by a point, how would you sum up this season in a few words? Um, to me, a great season so far. Um, I think out of 10, I'd give it so far a 7. 7 out of 10 or 7.5 out of 10. Providing where we win the Champions League, it's a nine and a half out of ten, man. You, you can't, you can't complain at playing 60, 63 out of sixty-three games in a season, going to the taking it to the last fifteen minutes of a league challenge, losing three games so far. It's a great season, man. But yeah. I have to be consistent, man. Of the the domestic trophies, they're nice alongside one of the big two. So we didn't win the yes. Big. Yes, so yes. To win the Champions League, I'm consistent. <laughs> man. I'm consistent. No, no, no. He's right. He's right. To be honest, seven um, out of ten or seven and a half out of ten, where we are right now. But if we don't win one of the big two, it will it will stay like that. It's like, are you getting the banners out of of what? Clop out, clop out. No, no. We said if we collect the up, he's calm. No, seven out of ten is good. I, I can't ask a man to be out for seven out of ten. 
Um, yeah. Last season was a was a six five out of ten. We finished third with no trophies, with nothing to show for. So we're second. Took it like I said. Took it to the last fifteen minutes. Um, we've reached the final, the Champions League. We're, we're in that heritage final of where I think we are favourites, but there's no shame in losing to Real Madrid in a Champions League final. But uh, it'll be shame, bro. Nah, there's no shame. There's no shame. It's not like we're playing Spurs. If remember when we if we lost to Spurs, that'd be a catastrophe. Yeah, that would have. Yeah, of, of course. So I would have never forgiven part. Liverpool Football Club if you lost. To <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have forgiven them myself. <laughs> um, yeah, to be honest, I echo your sentiments. To be honest, I think yeah, for me, it's, it's like a six and a half, seven. Um, currently with the two domestic cups. Um, for me, like y'all know, for years, like I wanted to win these domestic cups because we we've never done it. So we got the FA Cup, we got the Caribbean Cup in the bag. Um, we finished second, a point behind um, City. That we that was never meant to happen in the first place. Um, and then I think if I had it last of where I think Prez, especially you, you you asked me in like November, December of why I expect for us to win this season, and I said the League Cup, and I said the Champions League, and to finish second. So. As of so far, we're on track to to achieve that. So I can't ask for much mm. more, to be honest. I think yeah, Champions League will t- will pull it. We'll, we'll give it a nine and a half. Um, if we won the league as well, it would have been a ten plus all across the board, man. But yeah, we can't. We, I think overall, even if we lose the Champions League, we'll be very disappointed, of course. But I feel like we can't be too mad, man. What the boys have done on the back of last season. It's immense. Never, you, never you, done before. Yeah, um, you you man, you man have done. It everything that you could possibly do to stay in every competition every competition correct it's it's crazy man honestly that that, i don't i I think like rival fans obviously they were happy quadruple's not guaning i you know i saw a lot of i saw a lot of that but at the same time man a lot of these rival fans would swap positions with liverpool i'm sorry i was telling people your con cannot run Yeah, you know me. Me, I call United boy. Them days, <laughs> call has to run. But... Yeah, but even I, I mean, me calling you, man. I mean, I'll probably do a, a jab here and there. But I mean, can I? I'm not going to be calling you, man, with chest or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's one of them. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't make sense for me to do that. So, yeah, for sure. Um, Ken, so what do you predict for next season? Um, and what incomings are needed to achieve this? Because obviously. We learned that um, Charmaine has all but agreed um, the Real Madrid deal. That was one of our main signings. We've already got Fabio Carvalho in. Um, Mbappe's mum wanted him to talk at least to Liverpool, but he shunned that quickly. I even told you two weeks ago that this was happening as well, Kenna, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, what incoming, what incomings are needed, to be honest? Like, what, what, what do we need to maintain or even it, do better? It, depend, it depends who goes out more than anything. I think that's what shapes it because... If we um, Salah gets a new contract, Mane gets a new contract, let's say Firmino as well get a new contract, which is realistic, I don't think we need much more. And me personally, I probably wouldn't wouldn't sign anyone else. There's probably a Trent backup, which even that I think Gomez is enough. Nico's back as well, isn't it? Yeah, Obviously I think he'll get, he'll, get, he'll get sold. Maybe mm. a, a number eight, and and that's about it. I don't think I'll, I'll change too much. Because if anything, mm-hmm. I just want Thiago to stay fit. That's all I need. Just every. <laughs> but you know, he, you know he can't, bro. That's why I like the kind of place that we're looking at. To be honest, that's giving me great satisfaction. But we need to get them. It's either a creative eight or we change, like for Klopp to change to a four-two-three-one, of where it allows an an additional creative body of either a Firmino in a ten, a Cavalio in a ten, on Elliot in a ten. If I'm mm-hmm. or even a Jones in a ten, of where in that way. 
It's uh, we've refreshed with how we play. We've got a couple of available options to be swapped around, and it's that's the freshen up the formation rather than bodies because defensively we can't, yeah, we can't. defensively. Yeah. Um, in midfield, okay, you can argue one more body, but it's only one more body to go in there, and then in attack, we're never going to buy a nine in reality. Um, so if anything, like a, a spare rotational option for Origi, um, Ox will probably go out and maybe Minamina will go out. So it might be rotational bodies to be added of a higher quality. But those those guys who are leaving, they helped us to win the League Cup. They helped us win the FA Cup. They helped us to get this far in the Champions League. So I, I don't think it needs major surgery. I reckon literally one, one major signing in midfield and we're good to go again. And, w- and what do you think we will do? Like in the league, are we gonna what trophies? Same again. I'll, I'll be consistent. Um, finish second, probably behind City. Um, Champions League again, probably final. Try and win it, and then one of League Cup, FA Cup. So a similar season to this. Because do you not? Do you not have any concerns about the age of your team? No, because I think in twenty twenty two, top players are playing till mid thirties. Just look at um, Real Madrid. Their midfield mm. is of, of Cruz is going, Modric is going, um, Benzie's going, Alaba's going. They're, they're they bring all... the young box, boy. Yeah, they're, they're backfilling, which mm. is, is my we, point. We've still got Trent, Canate coming through, Robertson, I think, is 27. We've got Curtis Jones. We've got, we've got a good balance of people being in right at their peak at the yeah. right time. I think this was, mm-hmm. this was, I was arguing this like, you, you know, last season as well when people were on to me, but I feel like they're, they're at the right age. They've yeah. done a lot when like when looking back, they would realise that this Liverpool team or this particular group has done a lot, even though it has not won a lot, but they've done a lot in the league, innit? So yeah, I think it's experience that will that can carry us through with this particular group for another two seasons. And obviously you bring mm-hmm. in the young bucks as well. But um, I, I feel just just to, and I do agree with you, but it, you don't want to be in a position where you kind of got like your your you you've got your hands out kind of looking to to recruit in an emergency kind of way when you can potentially foresee that a little bit earlier, if you know what I mean. I think there's only probably one of the bodies, I think I've said this quite a few times, the front three of one of them, if not two, to leave. At at the minute, um, Drew, you can testify. I don't don't think anyone knows who's going to sign on or who's going to leave. Where We just know Salah wants, for example, I think it's like, what, about 400 grand a week, but Mane contract they're saying it'll be negotiated in the summer I've heard nothing about a Bobby contract but that's one mm. of what's best players if anything that's why I see the refresh of one of those three leaving and then to get in for example a Nkunku or someone of that ilk to come in and just drop the the age a, a little bit yeah. but yeah and you can't you can't really replace an Origi. I mean, as weird as it sounds, like you can't replace what he gives or what he was willing to be for you, man. Yeah. And there's no one in the academy, Drew, coming through who... <laughs> Forget our ACAD, man. Don't <laughs> <laughs> talk about our ACAD at all. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, running out of time. Um, let's go to Chelsea. Uh, Jake. Obviously, a striker seemed to be the missing link to turning the Champions League winners into league winners once again. Season of scores did not pan out exactly the way you want it. The 100 million striker has still ended up being a club stop scorer this season. So I think Lukaku personally would, you know, look at that and be like, yeah, that's me. Uh, two cup finals lost, third place Premier League finish. 
and a quarterfinal exit v Madrid. How do you sum up your season? Uh, disappointed. I, I think I think two girls are saying like the way his sentiment is. It's just a disappointing season. Like the cup finals, we put good performances in on both, but to lose penalty shootouts in both, like that is just a disappoint. I think that's probably the most disappointing way to lose a bar like an absolute blowout is to come so close and then just a couple of kicks to lose it. Um, the Premier League challenge, like the fact that in November we were top and then again, December's just been our downfall where we can't handle it. Like I said in the group chat, I'm glad we don't have a December of football this year, so we can't collapse in December. That'll be a nice change of pace. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think you can only describe it as, as disappointing. Like it was just a lot of, little margins that we had fallen short in and you just have to move on from that it is what it is like you can you can still see the potential in the squad but you have to be able to do that on a consistent basis and that's what's that's what's separating us right now is not how not our ceiling of our team but the floor of it Mm. like we just drop off far too much like it's just a consistent playing the minnows and drawing one all from not being able to create or put away our clear-cut chances and then just making one mistake and conceding from them. Is that a two-shot thing or is it just the players that you have? Oh, no, we've we've been dealing with that for years. Like, it's... Yeah. So, I, I don't blame that on two-shot. Like, like I say, I completely back two-shot. I think he's a fantastic manager. I think throughout the period of the sanctions, he's been brilliant and he's, and he's really tried to galvanise the team. So I'm I'm completely backing him. He does need to find some solutions to these problems, but these are problems that are deeply ingrained in this squad. And can't say he hasn't tried. Like I think we've got the most different lineups in the league this year. Like he's constantly been tinkering, mm. and that provides its own problems. And you, sometimes you can't find the synergy. But you, you need like a solid eleven in it. Yeah, go to. At the same time, the amount of different shit we've had to put up with this year. We, I don't think he's been able to. So, like I say, I don't blame Tuchel, but he's obviously got a big, big summer with the board. To... Lights on him or not yet? Say that again? Lights on him or not yet? Nah, 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 nah. Mm, I think... I'm here yet now. Don't worry. No, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's fair enough, man. Like, But no, for me personally, like I, I still absolutely rate him. I think he's been our best coach since Conte's first year. And... Like, I think he has a clear vision for this squad and where it needs to go. Like, I mean, it's just crazy to think, like, past Chelsea years, if you finished third without any trophies, he would, like, we'd all be sitting here right hey, now going, who's the, the new Abramovich would have kicked him. He's very lucky because I feel like it would have been on for him the next season. I don't think he would have been sacked, but the lights would have been on him from Russia, bro. Yeah, well, it wouldn't have been from Russia. It would have been from somewhere in the middle. Yeah, mid, Israel honestly. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, so... Yeah. Yeah, I like I say I back him. I think he is a great manager. We just need we need to get our signs for him. We need to actually like I think that because that's the problem. Like you go with the Lukaku signing, he obviously didn't fit our squad, and wherever that was from, because that was a joint signing. Like normally you say the manager wants this player. Tuchel signed off on it, but he was recommended once we knew we couldn't get Haaland because we wanted Haaland first time round. Mm. But the, like that's just a total failure from the whole club because he obviously doesn't fit our game. That is, there's nothing more blindingly obvious in this league that Lukaku does not fit Chelsea. So 
whatever we do in the summer, whether we keep him or get rid of him, it, it, it goes to the whole squad saying, right, if we're going to play five at the back, which presumably we will, given how well Chilwell and James play at win-back, because I, I think that makes our squad, like when them two are playing really well, is when we were playing brilliantly and we looked like title contenders. We need to be planning for the squad around that. Who's fitting in these positions? Who's replacing these key players that are leaving? So whether or not we do that is a different question. But <laughs> So what do, what do you predict then? What do you predict for next season? Trophies, um, positions? I think we'll challenge for top four. I, I, like, I think we're clearly better than Arsenal over the season. I think United have got too much of a rebuild to get on with. Um, I don't think West Ham jump up that far. I don't think Newcastle make that much of a jump. So I think I think we'll get top four. We'll be for me at this point in time. Obviously, we'll be, some business will be challenging with Spurs. Um, mm. I think we'll I I think we'll go far in the cups. I hope we win at least one of the cups, Carabao, the FA Cup. Like we can get there. I think with Champions League, I'd be aiming quarters at least, but hoping really for semis at least. Yeah. Because again, we can get up for those big games, but it's a big summer, big big summer ahead. So we'll we'll see how the. I just I want to see us actually promote some youth again. Like I I think our recent record with our bringing up Gallagher our youth and guys, Bro, you're coming back in it. So yeah, Gallagher bro, like are they, are they both coming back? Yeah, 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 yeah. said he wants them, man. Mm. Yeah, you got mm. you got players like Colwell coming up from the championship. Like I know. You hear that thing of like championship, the top four team, that's quite a jump, but then Mount did it. It's not, James man. Did it. To be honest, man, I think more top four teams need to do it. Because that Bolton doing that West Ham, I don't know what he's doing there. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, I think players like, I think Gallagher should be starting for us next season. I think he could easily be starting for us. He can do that counter role, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, Broha, I think he, he should be pushing for a spot. Or at least, like, get a lot of regular game time. As soon time. as you get a hint of Lukaku stinking it up, man, <laughs> draft him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like someone like Colwell, well, he's now got a, he's got a massive opportunity given the fact we're going to be getting rid of three centre backs to stake his place in as in a back three. Like, so I, I want to see us give these guys these opportunities and see how they get on because you think of our recent youth graduates. The worst one to come through is probably Hudson Odoi. And he's already played 100 games for Chelsea. <laughs> no, but like, genuinely, like, you think Reese James, one of the best right backs in the league. Mason Mount, for me, one of the best players in the league, despite all the agenda against him. Tammy Abraham, one of the best strikers in Serie A now. No, you Tomori. might have stuck, man. Yeah, like, Co- Cobham's kicking off. Let's can I, they, they can actually say, like, I want to see youth promoted. We can't, <laughs> we can't be doing that, boy. They've got the best academy in the world at the minute, man. Like by far, La, La Cobham is the best. It's the best, man. All right, let's move on then. Um, Toast. Yo, a little to back for you. Um, let's start with Tottenham. Um, obviously replaced Jose with Nuno. Um, and it didn't obviously quite work as it was meant to. Nuno got quickly replaced by the original target Antonio Conte, and even though he had an extreme slow start, he managed to get the band going. Son joined top scorer. Uh, they were knocked out in the Conference League, but not really, you know, their fault. Uh, a couple of mediocre cup runs, even though Carabao Cup looked promising. Yeah. Uh, uh, yet they got done by Chelsea. Yet they still managed the fourth place over your club uh, when odds were against them. What, what, what do you make of their season as a, as a rival? Um, man, it's a success, honestly. They, they're back in the Champions League. 
They've got an established manager who's won Premier Leagues, who's won Serie A titles, but they've got a top three striker in the world, maybe top five, top 10 winger in the world, two world-class forwards. Kulusevski's 21 years old. If they get him on a permanent deal, like um, the the world is his oyster, really. Um, Romero's mm-hmm. come in, been absolutely brilliant. Um, it's, it's promising, man. Obviously, the, the, all the talk now with this... Um, 150 million capital that's just been kind of brought into the club. Man, uh, they did what they needed to do. Like, you get the Champions League to attract better players, to generate more money to become a better team. Like, what more What more do, did they really need to do? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, facts. Like, that's facts. In six months or in five months, like, you've, you've seen what um, Conte's been able to do, man. Yeah, well done, Tottenham. Yeah. And what, what do you predict for them next season? What do you think they'll do? Um... <clears throat> Yeah, third place for me, man. Like we said earlier, um, man, whichever way you spin it, um, City and Liverpool are just too far ahead of everyone else for the time being. Um, So uh, Spurs can only really get closer to them if City and Liverpool like significantly regress, which I don't necessarily see that happening unless... Klopp goes, but I believe he's just signed a new deal, so that's not going to happen. Hold on, Toast. The reason why I think they can come close is because... Um, Conte has it in him to go on a long stretch of runs of just dubs they, and he has it also in him to be consistent like a Liverpool like a, in, in his first season at Chelsea obviously Jay could testify where they went from October to like the end of the season just dubs and they won the league I think define close uh, sorry define close I think close as in like because first of all they took six points from City this season they know they clearly know how to play against City they took two points from us. They didn't lose against the top two. So they can honestly say, like, we haven't lost against the eventual champions, quote-unquote. What they need to do is just beat the small teams and get over that hunch, basically. And I think Conte is the perfect manager for that now. If he gets a few more bodies in... Um, I, I think... I, he, I think He can run close, man. I think with Spurs, um, the recruitment's going to be key, man. Like, they have to have Facts. hits, no misses, because like we, we all know how the Premier League is evolving. And um, you, you look, you look at their... How have they done so far in January? Hits. Well, this, hits. Is what, this is what I'm saying, man. I mean, how often can you do back-to-back-to-back hits in the, in the, in the window, you know? I mean, it's, it could be a case of one step forward, two steps back. You, you never know. Mm, like, yeah, like yeah, for it, sure. For them to get closer, it has to be hits. And for me, that actually kind of starts from um, their wing-backs, man. Like, I, I, I mean, I was giving them credit earlier. Obviously, they, they got over the line, but... You look at the top teams, like you look at the Chelsea, the Liverpool's, the Cities, all of them have quality wingbacks. Tottenham's wingbacks are not up to standard oh, for them to challenge the early title. So, yeah. like, for no, me... I think that, the, 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 sorry, Toast, their squad, I mean, they they would need to bolster the squad as well, like, and take that into to the account when shopping in the window, because I feel like outside of their, let's say, traditional 11, there is a little bit of a drop-off in quality. Like they've let they've let a, a few uh, a few players go. Um, Lacelso went on the end. On Bello went. Deli Ali went. Yeah. So you know, obviously they're not performing. They weren't performing as such, but they were still you know squad players. Um, that they they could look to. I think they need to. Well, two of them are coming back. Which two? And on Bello and Lacelso. Are they, they both? Co- are they I both think, coming back? I think that they've not been sold. Uh, uh, man, I thought Lacelso. I don't think there's a way back for them I mean, to the team personally. I'm saying, but, like, yeah. I mean, th- those. Yeah, we. I think Tottenham fans are probably written off those two players anyway. I mean, mm. no mm. one's going to really expect them to come back and, and do anything. I think for me as well, to add to that point in terms of their depth, Prez, like, 
Bergwijn and um, Lucas. They're just running around doing nothing. They add absolutely <laughs> nothing to that team. So that's a like, shame, man. It, you, they mm. need they need another quality winger attacking player, like a hundred percent, who might not necessarily start every game, but he's going to give you something. He's going to give you a good ten and seven goals and assists. You know what I mean? So, just adding to Prez's point, do you know what I always say about, especially in Spurs' position, makes it more key. Sign starters who will then push the current starters to squad Facts. players rather Facts. than signing squad players Funded. to push the starters. It That's makes the way, man. That's the way. Because it makes like, sense. The, the likes of a Jota is looking more recently like mid for Liverpool, but he, he'd start in so many and teams. He'll take that. But yeah, 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 he's a starter. Yeah. He's a starter, like, do you know what I mean? We signed Diaz to push the front three. This is it. Which mm-hmm. Exactly that. And that's mm-hmm. what... And, and whatever people laugh last summer, we signed Canate and he started all of our cup finals. That's the level um, Spurs need to sign. So, like you're saying, right wing back, 110%. Replace Davies, get a proper left-sided centre-half. Get one more centre mid in the middle of the park. And then... Yeah, hey, yeah, it's long. <laughs> it's just like, will they get those players, though? That's, 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 that's my thing. Because the, the market key. is tough now, man. It's mm-hmm. peak. All right, Toes, let's stay with you then. Um... With your lot, the Gunners, um, obviously after a very disappointing league campaign last season, many tipped Arsenal to continue where they left off. I mean, I think most of us <laughs> had them at like 8th, ninth, 10th. I thought last season they would even, they was going to finish 10th as well. We had a bet, but I lost. Um, <laughs> I mean, with one game a week, they had the advantage over their rifles to secretly push for that top four finish. And it was within a whisker away, to be completely fair to you guys. Um, some, say it, some say it would have been an overachievement. Others would say Arsenal are right on track. However, a late season collapse uh, made you guys eventually finish fifth. Uh, you started off earlier on your rant, man. But I got more to say. It off, man. I got I, I, <laughs> you some of your season. I, I, man, I, I got to finish it off, man. Um, we have a manager <laughs> living in a parallel parallel universe. Like for starters, um, there was a quote that came out. Was it last week where he said that we um, if we finish the season, if we beat Everton and we finish the season on sixty nine points. That's more than Chelsea, who last season got Champions League with 67 points. It's a complete false equivalency. I don't understand the relevance of the comment. You're, com- you're, co- you're comparing seasons on uh, to seasons. It, it makes no sense. Like Chelsea got 67 points and what got Champions League because that's what they needed to do to get Champions League last year. 69 points was not good enough for Champions League this year. So wh- why is he talking about the point, the points that other teams have got in previous seasons. For me, it just highlights that their shortcomings with him as a man, as a manager, it's excuses. It's absolute. It's absolute nonsense. Like, but to, on your on your own accord, and obviously, you, you. I think you predicted Arsenal to be nowhere near fifth in the first place. No. So, should you not be happy about this? In hindsight. Um, I mean, yeah. If you're if you if we're talking season on season, fine. Just on paper, I mean, yeah. But we've moved up from eighth to fifth, I believe. We moved up from sixty one points to sixty nine points. It looks like progress, but for me, and I think for a lot of Arsenal fans, we actually the progress really. It's not even so much in the table. It's actually on the pitch. It's not mm. going to Liverpool and losing four nil again. It's not going to the lane and losing three nil again. It's not getting <laughs> whacked by City five nil. It's not getting beaten by a, a bad United team three two. Like if people said that the defense has improved, it has not improved. Like where, where, like where has the defense improved? <laughs> like for me as well, um, 
the biggest, one of my biggest issues with Arteta as well is he doesn't have the ability to, one, develop players and actually spot talent. Because if he was able to spot talent and a spot yeah, his the right decision... Yeah, talent is very poor, man. Like, uh, I think another big reason why we didn't get top four was Arteta's decision to continue play, playing Lacazette even through bad form. <laughs> like, how are you looking at Lacazette in training and looking at Enketia in training, and it's taken it's taken a COVID incident for Enketia to basically come into the into the and, team and, and basically top say top four. <laughs> How does that even happen? That Enketia is our top <laughs> scorer as a uh, top top striking scorer. It makes no sense. But, uh, but, there, but there you go, man. Like, oh man. Well, I think I think like I think yeah. I think like points wise and based on last season wise, you've you've done well. You've you've got more wins than Chelsea. You've got twenty two wins, but. <laughs> Got, What's got more losses than we got, got more losses got, than Man United, man. So. Yeah, exactly. You got thirteen else. I mean, Liverpool in three seasons combined, we haven't even got that. So I think that's that's what that's what needs to be rectified. I think Arsenal is a funny one, man. Like I think at the course of the season, that's why I'm like kind of being so harsh on you guys, man. Because like I said earlier, like you guys were the only one for this top four race that looked like you wanted it. You had a, a bit of consistency about you. Um, and I think like talent wise, like Odegaard, Saka, you've got one of the best talents in the league as well. So it's not about players. Of course, man like Lokonga is not up to scratch Cedric, but then your actual spine of Gabriel and Ben White, especially Gabriel has had a good season personally. Um, Ben White, forget that. Yeah, forget, forget. (laughs) I I didn't include White. Started off the season well, and then obviously dipped in form. Um, I don't know, man. I'll, I'll be honest. I think with you, you guys, Spurs, the summer transfer window is going to be very, very important to you. Very. We need to get that Salibs back in the team, <laughs> my bro. We need the franchise piece back in the team. Ben White, you, man, English tax, fifty million. He's never, he's never gonna, he's never gonna be a Premier League winning centre back. I can promise you that much, man. But we let's get back with Saliba, young, young player of the year in France. Come on, man. Just got his team into the top four. Like we need, we need, we need an up, upgrade in so many positions, man. Like it, that's <laughs> the issue, like between you and Spurs, and that's why I think I said it like two weeks ago. Spurs finishing fourth, they can kick on, and then like they've got a higher ceiling than you, man. Of where you'd need a top four, we, and then be able to get so a, top, uh, a top right back, a top midfielder, <laughs> so many positions. They, they nearly done it without you. Feel me. They nearly done it without. So I mean, probably Arsenal yeah, would have another, to another, another season to bank on the teams around them to be poor again, probably. But but, but can they they spent 150 million pound last year to get one point off, right? Mm. Can they go again? Can they spend 100, 120 million again? And they they haven't had Champions League for what now? Six years. Six years. It's mad. And if you million, if you deep, you don't even know where that 150 million went. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. Like 150 million. If you're actually going to go for quality players, that's not going to get you much. Yeah, his talent is nuts. He ain't even mm. got the knock like that as well, Tetas. That's the problem. Mm. Um, yeah, know, but what, what do you predict then for next season then? Because you're fifth. Man, so yeah. Um, and, uh, Cha- Champ- Champions League, as Ken mentioned, would have done us a lot, man. It would have given us a pool that Arteta just does not have. Like, I don't think Arteta has a pool in world football where footballers are looking at man like, yeah, I'm, I want to I want to come play for Arsenal. 
So for, we're going to go through another Europa season. We're ultimately going to regress. I, I mean, I can I can probably see us <laughs> um, fifth, sixth, or seventh next season. I just don't see how we get right. over the edge into right. the top four because like one and two is already set. I think Tottenham are going to kick on with Champions League. I think Chelsea they'll they'll get it together. They'll be a bit better. Yeah, man, we're gonna we're we're probably going to be challenging. Um, United were just horrific this year, and I just can't see United being that bad. So again, we're fighting. We're fighting with more teams who are going to have more to prove. So yeah, man, it's looking like a a regression, totally. a, a sick season again, man. But do you not think, in my head, the way I'd almost try and rationalize it? I know it's maybe too black and white. Is obviously try and win the Europa and take it seriously. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what that's that that should be the play, man. It has to be. But then, do you know, you, you can say this season was quite poor. I think, yeah, 13 losses, etc. It's just a case of turning, let's say, those losses, like three, four losses into draws and then like two draws into wins. And then- that's, that's what I said, because they only drew three times a season. So yeah. look, they clearly had some sort of winning uh, mentality. So it's not all doom and gloom like that, but yeah. it depends on the other teams around them, man, I think, with Arsenal, for sure. For sure. All right, cool. So then, um, yeah, last but certainly not least, my dear friend, Press Keeks. <laughs> Come back into uh, the race, my brother. Into the race, my brother. You're hiding. Mm. hiding. <laughs> After two, three world-class signings, many tipped United to challenge for the title. I mean, some on the pod said that they will be there or thereabouts, like um, Press alluded to earlier, come business end. And a host of other things that will probably sound cringe to them right now. Um, season was far from what they expected um, and what most neutrals expected, to be honest. You know, I, I thought United was shit, but I thought there would be comfy, comfy top four, would be a comfy top four team. Like, basically like a season that Chelsea had this season, that's what I was expecting for United. Um, come business end, they weren't even there or thereabouts for the Champions League spots. <laughs> Press, I mean... Um, you kind of summed it up earlier, but in a few words to close it off, man. Mm-hmm. Sum it, sum it, sum it up your season. Yeah, man, dusted. I think that's probably the word that I would use, man. Like, what did, did Toe say? Toe said something funny. United are, uh, uh, can't even cooked. remember. Cooked, yeah. <laughs> yeah, United are cooked, man. Um, <laughs> that's probably the, yeah, cooked, dusted, whatever word you want to use, man. But, um, yeah, to summarise, I think, like I said, it is very much ground zero at United at the moment. Um, don't think it can get uh, any worse than it has. Uh, worst uh, Premier League uh, points uh, points uh, total uh, in in our history. So, you know, it, it can't possibly be worse than this at a club as big as United. We we can't allow for that to happen uh, in on on back to back seasons. So, I think in terms of if we look at where we need to, I suppose, strengthen and transfers. There's going to be a lot of outgoings. Um, I think first and foremost, there's a lot of unhappy players within the team and uh, contracts contracts running down. And um, in in all honesty, just players that aren't good enough to, to continue at the club. So um, you've got, you know, Eric Bailly is probably going to go. Uh, AWB, Pogba's definitely going. Uh, Tellez might go. Lingard's gone. Matt has gone, Matic's gone, Marshall will probably go, Phil Jones. So there's like probably like between nine and twelve players that could potentially leave this this summer. Um and of course 
those players will need to be replaced as as bodies within the squad, and the players that come in will have to be players of uh, a good enough quality to play for the team. So, um, yeah, I think in priority order, I would probably say that we need two two central midfielders, uh, one six, one eight. Um, and then uh, a centre back, second priority, and then maybe look at like a uh, another forward that can sort of versatile forward that can play um, across across a three, um, but but also um, you know kind of like a track record of of goals because Ronaldo is not going to be able to to carry us uh, for a thirty eight game season um, in terms of his goals and output. So <clears throat> definitely need to strengthen there. Um, Probably could do with a couple more fullbacks. Uh, AWB and and Tellers, as I say, will probably be leaving. Um, so yeah, man, I think this is the uh, a hellacious job for Ten Hag in terms yeah, of man. just not even getting it right on the pitch, but even before he begins, uh, before scary, he can kick man. a single ball, it is proper scary. proper scary times, man. So, like in terms of expectations from for the season I'm, I'm gonna be watching the season with my eyes closed man <laughs> and and you know I'm not to discredit Ten Hag or his achievements as a manager but it's you know there's just a lot that needs to be done here and on top of that with the media pressures and you know they're already talking about his body language look booky in the in the press conference so they're already sort of the hounds are already there do you know what i mean they're ready to to, to pounce on him and they're ready to to um pick up on any little mistake even so, in holland they pammed him bro like at ajax so when when he started he out. Be used to <laughs> when when he started out right yeah when he started out even till now because you know the way he talks like yeah. you would think like he talks like that because he's uh because it's a different language, but that's how he speaks in Dutch as well. Yeah. <laughs> he really likes oh, really? that. But yeah, it's funny <laughs> as fuck. So but yeah, man. Um, as well, I think today, I don't know if it's been known for a while, Paul Mitchell is staying at Monaco. Like mm, yeah. you man don't even have a, a football director, right? Or have you got one in at the minute? Um I mean Fletcher Darren Fletcher is sort of he's the technical slash football director, but I mean, can we really take that seriously? Um I'm not too sure. Um John Murto obviously handling negotiations with Richard Arnold, but um yeah, there there is still some some structure that needs to be brought into to place above uh, above the manager and I think also um, talking about Ragnick and his involvement, I'm not sure how much he's actually going to be involved in all of this. Just looking at like developing conversations, and even from what Ten Hag said in his press conference, so it'll be interesting to see see what un- unfolds, especially with this uh, with this transfer window and our need to sell and and buy players. Do, then- do you want to win the Europa? Do I want to win it? Of course, I think we should. Mm. We should aim to to try and win um, the competitions we're in. Mm. But I mean, realistically, how, like I said earlier, I'm going to be watching the season with my eyes kind of closed because, <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 more of a you you win the games that are in front of you rather than expectations for um, you know cups. I think. We, we should definitely look to push for a top four finish regardless because that's who that's what we should be pushing for as a club anyway but yeah his objective his sole objective is top four my 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 objective as a fan is top four I don't know what the club's objectives are oh interesting <laughs> 
Interesting, man. We'll see. Um, any shots at the bar, gents? It's a late one. None from me, man. None. <laughs> Bruh. You, say, you sound yeah. shocked. I, I got one. Um, <laughs> just in general, that everyone's just quiet. Everyone. Yeah, I got a couple. I got a couple. Yo, one first of all for Mohamed Salah, man. Winning his third golden boot. Um, bro, that's unreal, man. As a winger to win three three golden boots in five seasons, joining Henri, uh, Shearer and Kane. Um, joining... Kane, Henry, and Andy Cole for winning both the top assister and top goal scorer. Yeah, shout out Mo Salah. Hey, shout out Mo shout Salah. Out him. Shout out him. And then shout out the Liverpool team, man. Um, the fourth season out of five to go unbeaten at Anfield, man. So, you hear yeah. that toast? Home Invincibles. <laughs> take that, take that. All right, bro. <laughs> like them asthma pumps as well, man. Where? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. any more shots? Yeah, no, no shots for me, man. I mean, I would shout out to my young gunners, Latieri, but we didn't make top four. So, <laughs> hey, man, Latinelli's <laughs> <laughs> cold at the moment. <laughs> you feel me? So it's a bit tight right now, and it's uh, no shots. Jake, anything from you? Any last words to uh, close off this season? Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to do a big shot, but fuck that. I'll just do. I'll just do a little shot to Todd Bowley for actually buying my club so I don't have people messaging me saying, oh, Chelsea going under anymore. That's <laughs> that. I can avoid that now. So that's fun. There were certain men who were excited, innit? When when the news was coming out. Yes, yeah, certain Rubbing man. their hands. I could <laughs> you know, see when I, it when I posted a screenshot of group chat earlier, people were... <laughs> <laughs> that that if Chelsea doesn't get taken over in time, Arsenal will get top four. People yeah. did the Sports Direct Norwich. It's the same Norwich man team. that were that were supporting Norwich on Sunday. You feel me? People did the Sports Direct <laughs> Norwich thing. My next day delivery. <laughs> oh man, man, Pookie, Pookie on the DPS. Um, <laughs> Yo, thank you very much for all the listeners who have stuck by us this season and listened to our opinions and views about this roller coaster of a season. Um, I think all in all, drama-wise, I think we can all agree that this has been one of the best seasons in general, not like on a personal level, but in general. I think it's been a great season, uh, Premier League season. Shout out, what's his name? Havert Romere Nijhammer. I think he's, he's Norwegian. For winning the Varbar Podcast League. Oh, um, oh, we need to buck our piece together and um, get him a shirt if he, if he shouts us. Um, immense effort and a great effort from our own Jake. Um, in our thank own you, league and you. also in the Varbar Podcast League as well. Shout out you, won a great cash prize. How much was it? Um, so for our own league that Kenna runs, that was a cool, cool 500. Boy. And then mm. we also did our predictions league, mm-hmm. in which we were predicting every game every week. Won that as well, done the mighty double. And mad, that was mad. That was an extra 200. So Summer Jake is going to get a bod. Yeah, personal trainer and everything. Watch out, man! Oh no! Congrats, man! Watch out for the guy throwing tens in the air, man. There's certain man who will go. Do you man still play this? Like, there's not five hundred pounds on the line. So shameless, man. It's done in December or something. It's all good, man. Um, obviously no football this summer, but that does not mean no podcast. We will always be here every Mondays, uh, with brand new episodes. My name is Andrew, aka Rapping Drew. We are the VBP boys and we out. Peace. 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 Peace.